This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is Friday, October 15th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. Before we start, I just want to remind everyone that if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. And of course, make sure to give the College Football Daily a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. So quite a few teams have been through six games this season. We're nearing the halfway point of the year. So I thought it would be best to foreshadow a little bit, right? To predict the second half and take a guess at what college football may look like when the regular season and conference championship weekend comes to an end. So joining me to do that is college football analyst for 24-7 Sports and co-host of The Block, Blake Brockermeyer. Blake, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and joining me and giving me some time. My pleasure. I'm glad to be here. So Blake, I want to have you on today, as I said in the intro, to predict, right? On today's episode, we're going to try... And guess the Power 5 Conference champions as we near the halfway point of the 2022 season. I have my five, you have yours, so let's jump right into it. I want to start with the ACC because I think we both agree that this is the easiest conference to predict moving forward. I'm choosing Clemson. I know you're choosing them as well. But for you, why the Tigers and Dabo Sweeney to win the ACC? Well, one is that their, their talent on their roster is a lot better than everybody else they're playing, which is pretty obvious so far. Uh, North Carolina State, I thought, uh, had a chance possibly to knock them off this year. But playing at home at night proved to be too much for uh, North Carolina State. Frankly, Clemson uh, was just a, just a better team. But uh, I think the ACC is especially weak this year. They're not going to get challenged much this uh, the rest of the season. They'll have a nice lead going into it. And so uh, their defense is obviously uh, lived up to its billing. Their cornerbacks have got to stay healthy. They proved uh, in the Wake Forest game that that could be an issue down the line for them. You know, they just offensively have played much better this year. DJU has stepped up. Uh, he's able to, to distribute the ball. Their passing game is much better than it was last year. They're trusting him. Uh, he's developed and, and, and become a lot better passer. So that's really the difference between last year and this year. And also they've stayed healthy. You know, last year they had a ton of injuries. Uh, this year they've stayed relatively healthy. And so I think that they uh, easily win the, the ACC this year. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at what Clemson has moving forward, they've obviously gotten past their two, I think, hardest games of the schedule. They beat Wake Forest. They beat NC State. They have Florida State, Syracuse, a ranked Syracuse team, uh, but they have Syracuse in a couple weeks. Uh, Notre Dame, obviously not a division game. Louisville, Miami, and then South Carolina, also not a a conference game. Uh, So 
Florida State, Syracuse, Louisville, Miami. The hardest games are behind them. I think uh, that Clemson has quite the easy schedule moving forward. And like you said, a much improved DJ Uyangle certainly bodes well for the Tigers. So let's move on to the Big 12. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. And, and I choose them because they have a veteran quarterback in Spencer Sanders. They're battle-tested already after beating Baylor on the road. And I think sometimes a moment in a game can motivate a team moving forward. And we all saw how close the Pokes came to capturing the Big 12 title last year, inches away on the last play of the game before coming up just short to Baylor. And I think that heartbreak of last season is on the minds of the players that were on the team last year and are still on the team now. And I think a loss like that can catapult Oklahoma State to a Big 12 title. Are you agreeing with me? on Oklahoma State, Blake, or do you have your eyes on another Big 12 team like TCU, Texas, or maybe Kansas State? Well, I agree with you that Oklahoma State could easily win the Big 12. I think the Big 12 is very difficult to predict. Uh, there's there's probably four teams, in my opinion, that uh, have a chance to win it. So if they won it, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to go with Texas uh, just, just based on if they can stay healthy. Quinn Ewers is an elite talent. Uh, he's uh, it's it's crazy to say that because he's he really hadn't even played uh, two full games yet. So he looked amazing versus Oklahoma, who's obviously down this year, uh, but but looked great in the Alabama game as well uh, for the for the little bit that he played. So I think they've got so much talent on offense; uh, they're going to be able to score a bunch of points. Uh, Sark's an incredible play caller. Uh, they've got weapons at every position on the offense, multiple weapons. Uh, I think their firepower will be too much their defense is much improved from last season uh they're they're playing very well uh their schedule is tough though they still have play oklahoma state tcu kansas state baylor uh among others so it's going to be a tough road in the big 12 but i think uh by the time you get to the championship game i think the two best teams will, will 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 rise to the top and I think that that championship game has the potential to be uh, one of the better ones uh, in, in, in the Power Five this year. Yeah, so much parity in uh, the Big 12 this year. And circle the next three weeks, Blake, I'm telling you. Saturday, October 15th, Oklahoma State TCU. Saturday, October 22nd, Oklahoma State Texas. October 29th, another Saturday the week after, Oklahoma State Kansas State. That's essentially the four teams that we've been talking about that could potentially compete for a Big 12 title, maybe throwing Baylor there already, uh, although obviously Oklahoma State's already already beaten them. Uh, Kansas without Jalen Daniels, who knows where they're going to go. But those three games in the next three weeks could play a big role in deciding who ultimately comes out of the Big 12, who's in that championship game, and maybe who ultimately even wins the conference. Uh, so make sure to circle those if you are a fan of the conference. And one question outside of predicting, because obviously you're a, a Texas alum, uh, had a lot of success there, went to the NFL. How great or how pleasing was it for you uh, to watch them just dismantle the Sooners last Saturday? I mean, I'm sure for an alum, that must have been a pretty uh, – Pretty enjoyable. Yeah, it was awesome. It's my son's last Texas-Oklahoma game. He's a senior this year, so it's a great feeling to go out with a win your last time playing them. Uh, the atmosphere atmosphere uh, at the State Fair is incredible, and uh, you know Oklahoma's really struggling this year. So it, you know, tech, they've kind of owned Texas uh, over the last decade or so. So it's fun to to finally go in there feeling good about your chances to win the game and absolutely dominate. So it was a fun performance, but I think. Oklahoma. We'll be back sooner than people think. I know there are, a lot of people are down on them, uh, but but Venables is, a, is an excellent coach, and uh, they'll get it rolling here sooner than later. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hit on the Big Ten, Pac-12, and the SEC. Keep locked in here. You're listening to the College Football Daily. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Back here on the College Football Daily, joined by Blake Brockermeyer. Blake, so far we have predicted the conference champions of both the ACC and the Big 12. We both went Clemson. I went Oklahoma State. You went Texas. Let's move on now to the Pac-12. I'm going with the USC Trojans. I get the question marks with the defense. I get it. But the way Caleb Williams is playing, leading this explosive offense, averaging over 40 points per game. And look, I know, as I said before, their defense is a question mark, but they're first in the Pac-12 in scoring defense. So while it's not up to par maybe with their offense, or with their offense, excuse me, it's not this incredible burden on the team, right? There are obviously no divisions in the Pac-12 this season. They have a big game against Utah on Saturday and on November 19th, a potentially huge game against UCLA, but a relatively easy schedule in conference outside of those games moving forward. I like the Trojans to emerge in Lincoln Riley's first season as Pac-12 champions, but what do you think? I mean, it would surprise me again at the Pac-12 has got a lot of parity. Uh, UCLA, uh, USC, and Oregon are, are the three teams to kind of keep an eye on, in, in my opinion. Uh, I thought Washington might might be in that mix a few weeks ago, but uh, they've really struggled the last couple of weeks. But I'm, I'm going to go with UCLA. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is playing at a, at a very high level, uh, similar to Caleb Williams. Uh, Zach Charbonnet is, is a really good back for them. And then they hit the portal uh, as well with Jake Bobo, who's a leading receiver. Uh, it's year five with Chip Kelly and, and DTR, uh, which is kind of rare these days to have a quarterback and head coach spend that much time together. So they're really clicking on offense. I think they're six in the country in total offense right now. Uh, and, and then defensively, uh, they're playing really well. They're 40th in the country in total defense. Uh, Darius Masao leads their, their re-energized defense, very opportunistic defense uh, that has exceeded, uh, I think, probably everyone's expectations. Uh, I like the way their schedule sets up. Uh, the USC game is obviously going to be the, the game, uh, but they built their team through the transfer portal. Uh, they've got 18 transfers on the roster. I, I like the way they're playing, and I think uh, that, that I think that, that they're going to win the Pac-12 this year. At least they're going to be in the championship game. But that's who I'm going with right now, and I think you know they get a bye week this week to kind of re-energize and get healthy. And uh, uh, it's amazing to watch because I didn't predict that UCLA would have uh, this good of a team going into the season. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, no, I, I certainly didn't. And, you know, look, their recruiting might be down, but they hit the portal as hard as anyone year in and year out. That's just the way Chip Kelly is building this roster. And clearly in the 2020, in 2022 season, it's worked out. And, and I know USC and, and Utah play this week. Uh, but like I said, later in the season, November 19th, USC, UCLA, that's going to be quite the game to watch for the Pac-12 late in the year and something we definitely want to keep our eyes on. So, Blake, let's hit on the Big Ten. And I think like the ACC, we're – 
both in agreement on this one. I'm going Ohio State. I think you're going with them too. No one outside of them, you know, maybe a Penn State, maybe a Michigan can make a rise, but certainly no one in the Big Ten West has shown that they could potentially compete with the Buckeyes. So if you are going with them, why Ryan Day and why Ohio State? The, the big question going into the season was their defense. And last year's defense was really bad, poorly coached, in my opinion. And Ryan Day figured it out, made, made a change, hired Jim Knowles, who's one of the better uh, defensive coordinators in the country. They've got, obviously, a ton of talent on that team, on their defense. And they are much improved defensively. Uh, I like the way they're playing. Uh, I've seen them a couple of times. They haven't been you know, challenged too much uh, offensively. In, in my opinion. So it'll be interesting to see a team that can really spread them out and throw the football. Uh, that That's kind of what I'm waiting to see, someone that can challenge them that hasn't happened yet. Uh, offensively, they're clicking on all cylinders with, with without their perhaps best player in Jackson Smith and Jigba. So that's going to pay dividends down the road when he comes back, which I'm assuming will be in their next game after the bye week they have this week. So it, it's going to be tough sledding. Uh, you can't, you cannot completely shut down the fact that Michigan uh, has a chance to, to, to compete for this. The, the Penn State Michigan uh, game this weekend is going to be huge. And then Ohio State goes to Penn State in a couple of weeks, uh, which is going to be a tough environment to play in as well. So it's not going to be easy, but I think Ohio State's has got the roster uh, and the schedule to, to, to make it and win the Big Ten this year. Yeah, and you mentioned, uh, obviously, they play Michigan the last game of the season. They have to go to Penn State. They get Michigan at home this year, obviously, unlike they did last year um, in the snow. But you said they're doing this all without Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you got to think they have a bye coming up uh, this week. Then they play at home against Iowa. Maybe you don't necessarily need him back for that game, but like you said, on October 29th, they have to go to Penn State. You'd think maybe they rest him for Iowa, and maybe they get him ready to go full force against Penn State. It'll be interesting to see because, let's be real, did they need him against Iowa? Probably not. I don't think Iowa's, defense, uh, Iowa's offense likely scoring more than 10 or 13 points in that game. They don't need him, but you still need to get some game reps. You need to get you know your juices flowing, get back in the flow of things. Uh, you can do it in practice. Obviously, they've got uh, great people to practice against defensively, but I think uh, he'll need to play against Iowa, uh, even if it's in limited uh, snaps, just to kind of get back in the flow of things. So, Blake, let's hit on the SEC, our last conference. I'm going to go with Georgia on this one. I think while the defense obviously lost a lot of talent to the NFL draft, they're still, and have been showing, they're still so dominant. I don't think we've seen a crisp Georgia team yet either since they dismantled South Carolina a few weeks ago. And even if they haven't been on their A game, Besides the Missouri game, they've won pretty comfortably. They play Tennessee and Athens later in the year, which is big. They don't have to go to Neyland, uh, so that's obviously a plus for them. And the likelihood, of course, is they'll meet up with Alabama in the SEC title game, assuming, obviously, Alabama goes ahead and beats the Vols this weekend. I like Georgia, but something tells me you're thinking of going with the defending SEC champions. Is that true? Am I right about that? Yep, I'm going to go with Alabama. Obviously, Georgia is a is an elite team. I I love the way they're playing football. They that they have the has a, have a chance to win the national championship. Obviously, so uh, I'm going to go with Bama. The real question with them is is can they survive the brutal road schedule that they have ahead? Uh, not only not only do they play at Tennessee this weekend, uh, but they also have to go to Ole, 
Miss. They go to, to LSU. Uh, so they've got some tough games ahead. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Obviously, in the SEC West, it's a, a, a brutal place to make a living. But uh, if they survive, they will be tested. And I think that that will get that 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 gives them the ability to go into Atlanta and beat Georgia like they did last year. I think Georgia is going to be less tested than Alabama has this year. Their schedule is uh, much softer uh, than Alabama's. And so I think it's going to be a great game if they make it, if they make it. I mean, that's the real question to me is, is that they've got to get there first. So that's not a, it's not an easy pick. I think Georgia's a lock to make it out of the East, but if, if Alabama can get there, I think that they can win the SEC. So there you have it. We have predicted each of the champions of all the Power Five conferences. I have Clemson, Oklahoma State, USC, Ohio State, and Georgia. Blake has Clemson, Texas, UCLA, Ohio State, and Alabama. We'll have to check, Blake, at the end of the season, which one of us was right, which was wrong in the picks that differed. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for giving me some time today. Thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So we have a loaded week seven on Saturday. So many big games that could play a large role in who ultimately ends up a conference champion. I can't wait to sit this weekend and watch. So for Blake Brockermeyer, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily and enjoy week seven, everyone.